Our next guest, one of my favourite jockeys, Craig Newitt, the man that put Miss Andretti on the map by winning at Royal Ascot, and he heads to Kilmore today. Froggy, you woke up this morning with six rides, but unfortunately the red pen has come into play a little bit, and a few of your runners have been scratched. Has that dented your enthusiasm a little bit? Uh, yeah, a little bit, mate. Um, sort of left with a couple of roughies, so we're actually having a little bit of luck on the, uh, the asteroid in the last couple of weeks, so hopefully we can pinch another one today. Well, I was about to ask you about that, because this time last Sunday, you were probably heading to Geelong to ride a horse called Lady Celebration, who was about $126, and on form was probably entitled to be so, and you got the job done for Dale Schmidt. That must have been a big thrill, and is that the longest price winner you think you've ever ridden? Yeah, I think it is, mate. Uh, I've ridden, uh, ridden a couple of, of long shots close to uh, 101, but I don't think any over it. So her plan, I think she's under the $26 or something, uh, I would say would be the longest. Now, all week have you had people say, oh, Froggy, I saw you riding this thing and I had 50 cents on. Have you had any text messages or pats on the back like that? Um, I had a couple, but no one put their hand in their wallet and, uh, and uh, give me a sling. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's anyone you want to name and shame for that sling, here's your opportunity. No, good, mate. Froggy, just on that, it's Matt Nevitt here, by the way. What, what, what is the longest price winner you think you've ever ridden? Yeah, that, that, that would be it as, as far as I can can uh, remember. Uh, I did manage to ride a couple of long price winners when I first started out in Tassie. I think they were around the 90 to 1 mark. Um, I think Roman Arch, when he won the Group 1, he was about 60 or 70 to 1. So I've ridden, uh, I've, I've managed to have a little bit of luck on them, but um, yeah, I'd say last week was definitely the um, definitely longest price. Did you know going into any of those races that, that those horses were were way over the odds, or was it a, a complete shock to you as well? No, they were probably all unders. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. You just you, you go ahead, you want you want them as, as best you can, and if they're good enough, they can deliver, and that's probably the the best part of our our industry. Um, the, the battlers get their chance in the in the sun someday. Now. It's a busy time of year with the racing, and you've got a very busy schedule as well. You head to Kilmore today, you're off to Geelong tomorrow, and then back at Kyneton on Tuesday as well. Has this been a directive you've given to management that you really want to work hard at this time of year and really, really strongly re-establish yourself as one of the leading hoops in Victoria following your time in Tassie? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially uh, with the way the, the jockey ranks are at the moment in Victoria, really hard, so... Sort of, I'm I'm happy to uh, travel far and wide to um, to get a winner anyway. It's it, it's obviously a difficult one for you, Froggy, especially if you've got the, in the situation where you might have one really good ride on a Saturday, or you could have a really good book in the country. How difficult is it weighing up the decision whether or not to go to Melbourne for say one or two rides, and they might be a really good winning chance, or go to the country and, and have a really good days, a really good book? Yeah, that's like. For instance, yesterday I could have had uh, one or two at Ballarat, um, but instead I went to Tour and had, I think I ended up with eight rides there, so managed to, to ride a winner. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's that competitive here at the moment. It's the, the, the city metropolitan meetings, there's not many riders that actually go for more than three or four rides anyway, so um, if you weren't a quid, you sort of, you've got to travel most, or I travel most days now, so... Um, but I, I quite enjoy it, and 
at the moment, I haven't got a driver's license, so my partner Bree's driving everywhere, so it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> well, hopefully you can boot home a few winners as well, so at least you can buy Bree some dinner on the way back. And <laughs> That's it. In December, is it going to be a similar story? There's so much racing during that time of year. Are we going to see Craig Newitt just about each and every day? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially now the borders are starting to open up, so I'm hoping quite a few of the um, the, the big names sort of disappear for a few weeks, and then we can uh, then we can sort of pick up and sort of hopefully build some momentum uh, coming coming into the autumn. Who are you most looking forward to riding over the next couple of months, Froggy? Oh, any any win is good. Um, obviously, I, I ride work at uh, Caulfield Tuesdays and, and Saturdays, the, the Cranberry Jumpheads on a Monday, so there's a lot of horses still coming through the ranks, and um, you just got to keep turning up, doing your best, and, and hopefully uh, keep getting the winners. Now, looking at your rides over the next couple of days, you're riding for so many different stables. How important is that to really re-establish yourself to ride for many different stables? And despite the fact you were so successful in Victoria for so long, once you went back to Tassie, did you almost have to start again when you relocated back to Melbourne? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I mean, it was the same um, same for a lot of a lot of guys like Michael Rod and Daniel Moore and guys that come back from Singapore um, to. It it just goes to show how how strong the jockey ranks are in Victoria at the moment because there's there's a lot of a lot of really good jockeys um, struggling to get rides. So I'm uh, I'm fortunate enough that I'm a lightweight and um, I'm hoping hopefully soon the um, the weight will drop back to the to the, to the minimum of 54 and then um, on those Saturday meetings and Wednesday meetings you should be able to pick up a lot more rides. Now, you mentioned you're a lightweight, and the first time I met you was at the Melbourne Aquarium. We were doing a photo shoot there for the Herald Sun, and we had a nice feed together afterwards, and I had the steak, and you had the steak as well, and then you had the dessert, and I sort of looked a little surprised at you, and you said, I'm lucky, I can still eat what I want, and it doesn't affect me. I won't point out that was 13 years ago, because I don't want to make us both feel old, but is that still the case, that you can have a good feed, and the lightweight is just something that comes natural to you with good exercise and a good routine? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been very fortunate my whole whole career that I've been light. So I'm uh, I'm one that can eat and drink what I what I like when I want, and um, and only really have to look after it when when the the carnival sort of come around and those water rides pop up. Like in, in the spring, I rode. I think I, I got down and rode fifty, um, and and did it quite comfortably. So yeah, very fortunate. And you're going to stay in Victoria and duck between Tassie, COVID permitting, over the course of December and January. Are you thinking about heading up to the Gold Coast for the Magic Millions, or is that sort of too far away to be in your thoughts at this stage? Yeah, no, if, if, if the uh, opportunity arises, um, well, it's a bit I'll travel anyway. So obviously the carnival's coming up in back home. Um, so I'll be, I'll be no doubt riding, riding quite a few Wednesday nights and, and the major meetings over there. So um, yeah, we just looking to keep the head down and the working hard and hopefully uh, keep rolling winners. This is the Country Cup circuit. You're with Matt Nevitt, Nick Quinn uh, on RSN's Carnival Channel. Froggy, uh, what is your favourite country Victorian track to ride at? You said you've done a lot of mileage over the last couple of weeks and months since you've returned to Victoria. Have you got a favourite track in the country? Um, I've, I seem to have a lot of luck at, at places like Kiton and uh, Yarra Glen, those sort of tighter tracks. It probably suits my style of riding a, a lot better. Um, but obviously your, your bigger tracks like your Sale and your Bendigo there, like they're, they're definitely up to metropolitan status. So 
the last couple of months. I've been been going to Swan Hill a little bit, which is an outstanding track, and obviously the big long running um, sort of gives every horse a chance. But we're very fortunate in Victoria that a lot of these country tracks are um, are well above standard. Now, I want to give you a pat on the back, Craig, and not for riding a winner yesterday at Tatura, but what you did aboard Jimmy Girl, who was a well-backed runner earlier on in the program. And quite early, I sensed you realised that something wasn't 100% with Jimmy Girl and instantly you stopped riding the horse. What was the story there, and do we have any updates? Uh, I haven't heard any updates. It's, 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 um, it was quite a... Well, not funny, but it was a, it was a tricky, tricky thing. She'd come out of the gate, and I, I was going to be positive on her, and... She went about three strides and I heard I heard a click and it was like she'd almost galloped on herself. So she went another stride before I realised that she was um, she's obviously gone to miss. So I managed to pull her up and get her back and uh, she was in the manning yard for quite some time after the race. Even the vet, even after we left after the last race, the vet still had no no real idea of what she'd done. So I haven't heard any updates at the moment. We were thinking we were thinking it might have been somewhere up high. She may have dislocated her pelvis or something like that. Um, but hopefully, um, there's no no breaks and she can um, she can have a full recovery because she she's actually going to um, someone's place to be a pony after that that race yesterday. Win lose or draw, so it was quite sad. But um, hopefully, there's positive news to come come out of it because she was a she was only a limited horse, but she was lovely quite. She's made someone a nice hat. Well, your quick thinking and horsemanship might have saved her life. How hard is it to totally and quickly switch your mentality from I need to be in this position, I need to win this race, to hang on a sec, I just need to look after the horse? Yeah, well, that's that's the main main objection, obviously, to try and pull them up as quickly and soundly as you can because, obviously, if they keep if they keep galloping on, they can can go to ground. So you're obviously looking after yourself and the, and the horse um, all in one, but... Yeah, I was just probably fortunate enough to get it really early in the race rather than sort of mid-race when she had full speed up. Now, you mentioned how strong the jockey ranks are at the moment. You've got to look at that race as a prime example. You, the 33-time Group 1 winning jockey, aboard the $151 pop in Reoffered, and Luke Nolan with a similar glittering racing career, he's on the other $151 pop at Kilmore. So it's a long time removed from 10 years ago with the likes of you and Luke Nolan going to the, a place like Kilmore and being head and shoulders above the pack because now the jockey ranks are so strong. Yeah, exactly right. Um, they both got 57 and a half foods and Tip and Mike said it was going to be a bit bigger than Trumby. <laughs> <laughs> what about throughout the rest of the day, Froggy? Is there one you're looking forward to or is it going to be mainly a case of go there today, try your best and hopefully have some luck? Yeah, that's pretty much what it's going to come down to. Um, but there is, there is one in the second last. Um, if the track sort of uh, favouring those horses running on a horse called Dry Biscuit. Um, he always, always goes around pretty decent odds, but can throw up a good run every now and then in a small field. Going to be back probably near last, but um, we'll, I've got no doubt we'll hit the line pretty hard. And what about over the coming days, Froggy? Any one or two you're particularly looking forward to throwing the leg over? Um, our lady celebration goes around tomorrow at dawn, so... I'm tipping she she may be a hundred to one again, so if we can get her over the line again. It'd uh, be a, be quite a feat. And, um, yeah, the next couple of, couple of days we've got a couple of handy coming up, so maybe another win or two. 
Froggy, you're an absolute legend. Safe riding at Kilmore today. Thanks very much for having a chat and can't wait to follow you over the summer, especially those Wednesday nights when you go back home to Tassie and absolutely dominate. No worries. Thanks, guys. Good on you, Frog.